This episode of Overtired is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. One of our hosts, Brett Turfshire, purchased a Casper mattress for himself before he even knew they were sponsoring the show, and it's made a big difference for him, potentially a show-ending difference. Casper's Made in America mattresses offer just the right sink and just the right bounce thanks to latex foam and memory foam and an obsessively engineered process. The better nights and brighter days they've given Brett have made it so that we may have to rename the show to something other than overtired. I'm not kidding. Mattresses range from just $500 for a twin to $950 for a king. Casper offers a 100-day guarantee with a hassle-free return policy and free delivery. Stop wasting your time in a showroom and improve the quality of your sleep by going to casper.com slash overtired and using offer code overtired to get $50 off your choice of Casper mattress. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Overtired is also brought to you by The Shuttle, made by our very own Brett Terpstra. If you, like me, have ever lost your Apple TV remote because that little stick of gum made out of aluminum is just too dang easy to lose between the cushions of a couch, The Shuttle is made for you. Handcrafted and artisanally designed by Brett Terpstra himself. You can go to the link in the show notes at esn.fm slash overtired slash 40 and get $10 off by using the offer code LOSTMYREMOTE. Never lose your Apple TV remote again. Hi, you're listening to Overtired on ESN with Christina Warren and Brett Terpstra. How's it going, Christina? It's uh, it's going well. How are you, Brett? I'm I'm good and tired today. <laughs> I feel well, like I've good. been cheating at this show for a couple weeks now. In in fairness, you kind of have been. You because know what the you... sad part is, though? What's that? I'm tired because I slept too much. <laughs> I hate that. I, I hate too. that. When, when you sleep so much and then you're like, all I want to do is go back to sleep. Yeah. What, that's some kind of like poison. It's Sleep is bad. I hate sleep. I do, too. I wish there was a pill I could take to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think there are. Hey, have, you, have you seen that... Um, it was developed for the army, but now it's available. I can't remember what it's called, but it's an it's a drug for insomniacs. Um, no, 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 no. The opposite. It's for narcoleptics. Narcoleptics. Thank you. Uh, that it just basically allows you to stay awake for a couple to three days at a time without getting tired. But it's not speed. It's not an amphetamine. That seems amazing. How do what we get this? What is this called? Um, I one of the one of the people who used to work for me was narcoleptic and. She always had these, and I won't deny maybe having pulled some all-nighters. Because but of I them, can't remember. right? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll look that up while we're talking. Okay. And we'll we'll uh, see if they'll want if they want to sponsor the show. Yeah, I mean, I think they should. I think it would be like a a, a very clear uh, piece of what, what what's the term synergy. Yes. It'd be very synergistic. I think Pro Vigil is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, that's, I love that shit. Um, <laughs> I, so I was on Pro Vigil for years and uh, years and years. And then my insurance stopped covering it. And then I moved to different insurance and they won't cover Pro Vigil, but they will co- cover New Vigil. And it's amazing stuff. It's the greatest thing in the entire world. It's called Bendofidel. It's the greatest thing in the entire world. Unfortunately, it is balls expensive. Like, yeah, well. Like, like, $250 a month is what I would pay for it with um, insurance. And it would be like, you know, like like $1,400 a month without insurance. And 
I got a prescription for New Vigil, which is similar, but it's by the same drug company. It's like it has half the chromosomes or whatever is ProVigil. It did not work for me. It gave me headaches. I, I, I didn't like it. Um, I tried it though, but uh, New Vigil is easier to get a prescription for. But no, ProVigil is the shit. We'll have to bleep that, but it's true. It's the shiz. Completely, utterly amazing. So good. I don't think I could justify. I'm not narcoleptic in any sense. Um, I got it for ADD and anxiety. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. And it's not. It's not. It's uh, not an amphetamine. Oh, I should try that. I'm really getting sick of amphetamines. No, I mean that's the great thing, and it, it has like a. There's. It's got a nice little like feel about it. Like you feel like a, a little roll. It's. It's lovely. It's fantastic. It's smooth. Smoothness. That's what I'm thinking of. It's got a smoothness. Um. No, it's great. It does make you feel like you're kind of want to grind your teeth a little bit like an amphetamine does, but it doesn't have the weird break off point. Hmm. Um, there is a, if you've been on, like I was on it for years and there was definitely a withdrawal, but like it's not a bad amphetamine crash or whatever. That's the sure. nice thing about it. Um, I go see a new shrink next time. Uh, my my last shrink retired the week after he last saw me, which is good because he was like 80. Right. So I've been forced to switch you know, passed, the, passed on, handed off, and I've never that. met this new guy, so I don't know what I'm getting into yet. But I'm going to talk to him about a non-amphetamine solution for ADD. You should, and you should bring up both ProVigil and NuVigil. Um, your insurance may or may not cover it. Uh, my insurance covers everything after I cover my 5000 out of pocket. Gotcha. Which I did in February, so. Gotcha. Well, good. there you go. Yeah. Okay, so that, that was completely off the uh, off the path there. I mean, this is what we do, though. This is the show. So is Google Cardboard a joke? No, it's not. It's real. It's, 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 I saw this exact same thing in a Sky Mall. Yes. And they basically, it's it's just a holder for your phone on it's your for, face. Exactly. And and um, basically has um, apps are written that have two screens and have like two eye holes. It's kind of like a Viewmaster, but... With... Well, and it's the apps that make the difference, right? Yes. So the apps are written in such a way that when you put it in, kind of this experience further away, and you're staring into the screen, it's it gives you the impression that you're kind of in virtual reality, do or augmented have, reality. Do you have like an augmented reality version of it? Um, no, not augmented because that would be on top of things. This is more like like right, VR. Right, but sort you of can stuff. use the cameras, the phone's yes. camera, to simulate augmented reality. Yes, you can. You can also yes, actually, can do that. Um, and then it can simulate things on top. So yeah, it actually can do that. It can also use the cameras and the gyroscope sensors to, you know, give you kind of a, a place of spatial awareness, use the compass, things like that. It works fairly well. I mean, it, it's certainly no uh, Oculus VR, um, but it's, uh, for being as inexpensive as it, as it is, um, it's cool. And now it works on iPhone. It's funny too, because we've started to see marketing campaigns. Uh, Volvo did a thing um, with with them and and other people have to where people are starting to create their own kind of branded versions of cardboard and and send them out to people. And uh, now that the iPhone version is out, I think that'll only increase. Um, But no, it's not a joke. And in fact, actually, Mattel, funnily enough, I mentioned Viewmaster, Mattel is working with Google on a toy version of a kind of a modern day Viewmaster that will be based on cardboard. But it'll be like a plastic shell rather than cardboard. So w- would that still require an expensive mobile phone? Yeah, but I mean, you could also use like an iPod Touch. There you go. So I mean, most kids have phones anyway, or their parents do. So it's like they just drop it in and like, here you go. Do you I mean, th- kids today have everything. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah, they do. I suppose. 
But we said that about kids with Ataris back in the day. Yeah, and, and kids continue to have everything. I mean, just saying, like, I think hating. it's I think it's fine that all the little kids are walking around with cell phones. I do, too. I have no problem with it. Of course, no I don't have all. any little kids, but I, Same, if I'm I not did, going to. I'd love to be able to reach them. Totally. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, the, you, there was a period of time when I was in high school, you were not allowed to have your phone in school. Right. It was like a big no-no. We'd have to sneak it in. I remember calling for pizza on my cell phone in class because we were allowed to order pizza in class. Our classes were long enough and there was a Papa John's nearby. And we would need to call for pizza. And I would tell my teacher, I was like, well, you're going to have to turn around because I'm going to have to pull out the phone I don't have in my, wo- my, my, in my pocket or in my purse and dial. And he would just sort of laugh at me. I was in college by the time the first large candy bar phones were available. Yeah, I um. It would I have had... been very obvious if you carried around a Zach Morris phone at my high school. Yeah, I had one <laughs> of the little tiny Nokia's. I had like it was like a eighty-two ninety or something. It was it was adorable and I loved it. And um, it was it was the, the Charlie's Angels phone. I loved that phone so much. Um, <laughs> but it was super super tiny and. You know, I always carried it with me, but if I got caught with it in class, I would get in trouble. And now, after basically after 9-11, basically, um, what happened was parents were like, we need to be able to reach our children at all times. So they're like, okay, you can have your phone in class now. It took a terrorist act to get parents to feel like they needed to keep track of their children no it was a matter of before <laughs> i mean cell phones were starting to kind of become more prolifer- uh, proliferating or whatever Pro- I mean, prolific exactly they were starting to become more prolific thank you and you know high schoolers had them clearly but beyond just high schoolers were people who had them and um they're becoming common enough that schools were, were banning them like they would ban pagers too you know they would be like you you can't have these in class and it shifted very quickly overnight from nobody can have these sorts of tools in class. Like I used to even get in trouble sometimes for having a laptop in school. Um, I have to get like special permission to bring a laptop to class. We got in trouble for calculator watches. Um, and and, and it, yeah, and it shifted very quickly from that to it almost became an expectation that you have a cell phone and you have it in school. Right. Well, and I think that I think the schools that do well at, at any level from elementary to post-secondary are ones that embrace it that actually integrate the new technologies that that most schools would ban if they integrate it embrace it say here's the homework assignment pop out your phones and take care of it you know or who can google this the fastest and keep people occupied and make use of the new technology you don't create the stigma and you don't create the like rebellion surrounding having a phone in school uh, no, I agree. And I think you tend to use it more um, responsibly that way, too. I think you know, so, too. Because when it's contraband, you use it like it's contraband. And I would send SMS messages to people. And and I would uh, I had, like, plans, you know, where it was, like, you know, I basically, you know, unlimited text or a 1,000 text messages and, like, a 1,000 voice minutes and, and whatnot for, like, $15 a month or something. And I, um, you know, and I would send a lot of those to people, you know, during class and, and doing things like that. And, um it was it was contraband but it's like yeah kids are gonna do that regardless you know just like when we had pagers we would be you know finding a way to page people you know coded messages there's just there's always people are always gonna find a way to do something so you might as well embrace it it's called um paper footballs (laughs) write the note and flick it across the class try to hit the cute girl so she reads it well, we used to sometimes like on our on our um, calculators, like our TI-89s and TI-85s and TI-86s and stuff, 
we would sometimes like type notes to one another on that and then pass the calculator along. In my day, you could only type boobs on a calculator. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We had scientific calculators. I just I was didn't gonna know say. how to use them. Yeah, the graphing calculators were the shit, man. <laughs> I've said I've said the S word like three times already. That's in this what podcast. we're just gonna call the podcast that. And we're just gonna call it the S word. Yeah. In fact, I'm changing it from overtired to S word. S word. S word. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but I thought it was gonna be a uh, uh, white trash. Um, That'll be the name of the episode. I'm talking about actually changing the oh, name wow. of the podcast. Gotcha. This is gotcha. big. This is heavy. So I, I didn't put this on the list, but I assume you have more info than I do. But the first time since uh, 9-11, the uh, legislative branch of Congress has limited the executive branch's surveillance capabilities, meaning yes. the Patriot Act that allowed the NSA to collect all of our stuff, is it's it's gone. Yeah, so they can't legally do it. I have no faith that they won't See, do it. See, <laughs> this is where I am. And I hate to be a conspiratard, but, and now we're going to get letters from people because I use the term conspiratard. I'm sorry if the term tard offends you. I really am. Um, there's no other term um, that, that adequately uh, d- describes what this is, however. Um, but I do recognize that the term can be hurtful, and I certainly don't mean any disrespect to the okay. uh, mentally okay. challenged community or your families. What? I'm just being like. I appreciate your disclaimer. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's the most annoyed I've ever heard Brett be with me on the podcast, you guys. That's because I kept my mouth shut all through the Nancy Kerrigan episode. <laughs> he was seething deep within. He was like, who are these people and why are I they on my cringing. podcast? You were dying. And I love you for that. I love you for, and I love our audience for still being here after that episode. Really. <laughs> I haven't checked the numbers. I haven't either. You might have all left. No, but um, I don't want to become a conspirator, but I am kind of like, I don't trust them at all to not still do this illegally because as we saw from Snowden, they will do it without a warrant or not. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just appreciate that it's no longer government sanctioned. I do. I do as well. I'm not, I don't have any um, faith that this will actually, you know, be going away. We can None. all still be paranoid, but we at least don't have to hate that our the government that we voted in authorized this i feel better about yep. that i feel Same. good about being spied on now now i feel good about it now i'm like oh at least it's <laughs> all, now it's, <laughs> at least it's not legal well it's not legal i mean which well the only good thing about that is that hopefully it means because it's not legal that maybe there's some sort of recourse when they're caught doing it incorrectly that's true actually yeah that I actually mean, makes a lot of sense because if charges were brought against you you could claim you could have evidence thrown out in a court of law that was gathered illegally. Right. Nice. Good to know. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you pick the next topic. So we were talking about this before the show. You've been rewatching uh, the uh, critically acclaimed. Well, maybe not. No, not critically acclaimed. You've been watching the insanely popular, long-running uh, drama. CSI, the original, the Vegas one, not not the Miami one with Caruso or the really the only real one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I didn't mind the the Miami one, not because of Caruso. I can take or leave him, but I like uh, Emily. What's her face? The girl who was also on West Wing. The only thing I remember, Emily and Proctor. I watched seasons of that, but the only thing I remember from the Miami one is is Caruso's lines, those horrible yeah. lines, and then the sunglasses, and and it, the rest of it just did not stick with me. But CSI Vegas, CSI. 
yeah, did. with William Peterson and Mark Helgenberger and, and uh, um, uh, Georgia Fox and George Eads and yeah, and the and the the African American guy whose name I can't think of. Yeah, yeah, I, he's my favorite character, but mostly because he has you know crippling uh, addictions, <laughs> which I I relate to. But it's such a, like, the show, if you put yourself in context of the early 90s when it first aired. No, it was the early 2000s. It debuted in 2000. Okay, 2000, late 90s. We'll call it late 90s because to me, generations, decades spill over by two years. Okay. So the 90s end in 02, and this decade didn't begin until 2012. So we're just babies right now. Anyway, um... Okay, so if you put yourself in that context, though, and remember that the idea of CSI was a foreign concept back then. Yeah. I mean, people knew about fingerprinting. They knew about DNA (laughs) because of OJ. Right. You know, the basics, the stuff that we see in courtrooms, but then the the processes that they were using. And yes, my little sister wanted to grow up and that's what she wanted to do. Was forensics because of this show? Yes. Like she, she had her heart. She's a nurse now, which I guess is close, but... Uh, She was so into it, and it was kind of new for all of us, and they made it so, the the cast, Grisham is, Grissom? Grissom is such a nerd. Yeah, he is. But a nerd in a very, well, I guess it's kind of the ultimate nerd, the really pretentious nerd, who comes across as pretentious mostly because he has no social skills and is really fascinated by spiders, and, but I love him. I, I, I. Absolutely, I'm in love with the show again. I've been watching at least an episode every day. I think I finished season one, but there's like 14, so I got a ways to go. Yeah, you got a ways to go. In fact, there it, it was finally canceled, um, but they will be giving it a wrap-up movie, and William Peterson Grissom will be returning to really? the two-hour finale. Yeah, so that's going to be airing in uh, September. Awesome. I'll I'll be I'll be done by then. Yeah. Um, no, Sarah Seidel. She was always my favorite character. Because I like the actress who plays her, Georgia Fox. I like her a whole lot. Should we um, should we recap the pre-show? <laughs> Sorry. Ew. <laughs> I took a huge e-cig puff there and it, like I choked on it. Um, uh, the, in the pre-show, we talked about how um, the gap between her two front teeth. Yeah. There's a dental term for it, and I didn't think to look it up. But it's weird that I find that very attractive. And, and there was a period in the 2000s where people... That I knew, like, you know, small time models and people who maybe just thought they could be models were getting braces in order to create that gap. Right. And I've always found it very attractive. And I don't know why, because rationally, it's not even to me. But like, I'm immediately drawn to females, at least with that uh, with that front tooth gap, even though it looks really no offense to anyone who has that naturally but it's kind of white trash looking yep and, or and british the, i don't know no I, I i shouldn't i shouldn't talk about the british teeth because it's not necessarily i know a lot of brits who have absolutely way better teeth than i do anyway anyway yeah no i I've, I've, i'm it's the same sort of thing with me i don't find it attractive but yet there's something on her face on certain people's faces where it is very attractive well she has a that big what do you call the middle of the upper lip? It's it's like uh the opposite of a chin. <laughs> but that that, that that yeah, is that the clef? Um but yeah, she has a very pronounced one of those that that blends well into the gap. It's almost like someone like divided her face very harshly. Very evenly. 
but but it's, it works. It works for her. Yeah. We should do she a facial plays, symmetry analysis on her. We should. She always plays a lesbian, except on CSI. I'm not sure. I, did she even have a relationship on CSI? Yes. She ends up getting with Grisham. Grissom. Really? Mm-hmm. I forgot that. Yep. Oh. They end up getting married and everything. Although really? most of it what happens season off season was camera. that? Yeah. It was after he left. It was sometime before he left. It was revealed that they were in this long-term kind of relationship with one another on the show. And, and it had apparently been going on the whole time. And then he left. And um, she was shown to go, I guess, visit him. And then when she left the series, she, like, found him. And then she came back to the show. And it was like they were married. And then she – but she was just, like, a like a occasional uh, guest star. She was a regular. And then she came back as a cast member and – you know, they didn't have kids or anything, but they still like had a relationship like off camera. Interesting. Well, because in the very first episode, he like transfers her into his department. Exactly. I mean, apparently, you know, like they had some sort of crush on one another. She had a crush on him when she was in school or something, if I remember correctly. Huh. Because she wasn't in the pilot. They cast her after the pilot. There was somebody else they'd put, I think, on the show first and the person didn't work. And they kind well, of realized that. in the that- pilot, they killed off the... They they made a, they made the story central to this uh, new girl on the team, and then they killed her. Or was that the first? I think that was actually episode one, not the pilot. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, they'd cast somebody, and then it didn't work. And then I think they they did the reverse Carol Hathaway thing. So uh, in the original script for ER, uh, the the movie that it was originally written as, uh, that Michael Crichton wrote in um, the seventies, actually, uh, the character of Carol Hathaway overdoses and she doesn't live and in the original screenplay for the pilot it remained that way and in fact if you look like doctors would have said back then especially 94 when it was done that there's no way that she should have been able to survive the the overdose but the producers john wells and 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 and, um you know uh, steven spielberg and the other people they liked her so much um uh, uh julia margolis that they were they changed the ending and they said we're going to keep this character alive I think the reverse happened on CSI. I can't remember the actress's name. I think it was Liz Massey, but I might be wrong. Um, they'd originally cast her to be kind of the starring role or, or the younger, more ingenue, kind of new recruit sort of person. Um, and uh, she didn't work out, and they killed her off. And then they brought in Georgia Fox, who had previously been on ER uh, as a lesbian, um, although that wasn't really central to her storyline. And then she was on Ellen as the first woman that Ellen kind of like had a crush on or whatever that helped Ellen realize she was gay. And then she was on um, okay. the West Wing. You and lost she was on the West so Wing. long ago. I'm sorry. I, I, these are, <laughs> you know what the saddest thing is, you guys? I'm playing like a, th- a match three game right now while I'm talking about this. I'm not, IMDb and Wikipedia are not even up on my screen. I don't know about you. I know. I'm sorry. But you, do, you would not believe... How how many people, I should say, how, how certain people, how big an overdose you can survive. It's insane. I, I've seen people, literally seen people die. And then a shot of adrenaline to the chest. And they're breathing again. Their skin turns green from whatever it is the ambulance gives them. And that's was, really weird. But There was this story on Hacker News uh, the other day where... Some kid was, and it was because it was cold water, but he survived um, underwater for like 80 minutes, um, uh, basically Just dead. Like slowed him down. And- 
Well, here's what happens. Apparently, when you drown, the best way to drown is to drown cold because what happens is that when your brain loses oxygen, basically, it's like it, it shuts off, like it, its receptors shut off, and then it tries to reconnect everything, but it can't, re- it can't start that process until things are warm again. And so the goal is that by the time things are warm, by the time you're warm enough, um, things will be okay enough that the brain can try to reconnect and put the pieces back together. But if, you, but if the body is too warm, It'll try to do it and fry itself, basically. So there have been a number of instances where people, you know, if, if they, you know, drown in cold, very cold water. Like in this case, I think the, the person's body temperature was like 50 degrees Fahrenheit or something. Um, there's, you know, a very good chance or a much better chance of survival. So they did CPR on the person for like 40 minutes and were able to bring the kid back. Uh, also, apparently children are much more resilient than adults. Um he lost, I think, a leg or or, or a foot. Yeah, that's going to say there has to be tissue damage at that temperature um, for that long. But no brain damage. Wow, wow, that's amazing, right? So if you're trying to off yourself, you really want a hot bathtub, right? That's exactly right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you know people like when they slit their wrist, they put themselves in hot water. A, that'll make it bleed faster because um, a, a cold water will, will the the wound will try to suture itself or whatever. Suicide tips from Brett and Christina. I mean, if you're going to off yourself, do some research first, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I, I get frustrated with the number of... Uh, I've had people in my... T- I had a lawyer do this where they shoot themselves in the temple. And it, it, the people, the number of people who survive a shot to the temple is so high. Right, because there's I mean, a lot okay, of places... The, the so high in relationship to shooting yourself properly. You go through the top of the mouth. You right. go through the roof of your mouth. You're guaranteed to hit absolutely major brain t- material. Okay, yeah, you put you put it in your mouth. Period. I mean that, mm-hmm. that, that that's the real thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna off yourself with a gun, which I I don't know if I could do, um, you're you're gonna put the gun in your mouth and yeah, exactly. You're gonna pull the trigger. Why is it that males are more likely to use guns and females are more likely to use pills? Uh, I think I don't know because because to it, me a gun just seems so much easier like faster and no like sitting around having second thoughts you're just done yeah i think that there's a there might be a pain impulse although women can handle pain better than yeah. men can but, <laughs> I but i think that it's just like maybe it's a mental thing i don't know holy shit we got dark fast there. we did get dark this is a dark episode speaking of dark actually this is a really really good segue so there's a great television show on Adult Swim um, in uh, the mid-2000s called Moral Oral. And it's basically like what would happen if um, that uh, Davy and Goliath, the uh, Christian-based uh, um, um, claymation show, um, was done. It was it reared from like 2005 to 2008. And it's basically these 11, 12-minute episodes um, – there was like a, a demented version of Davy and Goliath. And the idea was basically that you have like this, this uh, you know, um, 1950s style family in this, this, this town called like Moralton. And this little boy, you know, um, Oral, who is um, trying to do right by God and do right by his family. But the, the truth of the matter is everybody in this town, everything looks great on the outside, but it's severely, severely screwed up, kind of like real life. Like his father is an alcoholic. His mother, uh, you know, is in kind of loveless marriage. His little brother actually changes at one time because the, the family moves next door and, and they get along until they realize they're slightly different breeds of Christianity. And then... and then um, <laughs> Lutherans and Presbyterians. Yes. And they refuse <laughs> to talk to one another. Meanwhile, moral, oral has fallen, it's fallen in love 
love with their daughter and they refuse to see one another. Well, what happens is that the two little boys, their sons, get mixed up and no one bothers to notice until the other kid like eventually comes back to an episode and then they just like both of them are adopted. It's a very weird thing. The father is kind of abusive. There's a bunch of homosexual uh, uh, underscore things where the mother's clearly had like the father of the youngest child is clearly not um, the husband. The husband, I think, has also kind of had a relationship with the man. It's very weird. Very, very, very dark. And um, it almost got canceled. Uh, where There were certain episodes that were not released. And there was an episode called... Um, abstinence that um apparently had been voice recorded storyboarded prep for production and then the show was canceled and so the episode was shelved along with the official sets and the puppets until um the show's creator dino uh stamantopoulos uh got together with an intern with the show's storyboard artist and using like a budget of nothing they used clay grocery store boxes and a small crew to bring you the never before anticipated gritty as hell lost episode of moral oral and this was released on may this was published on the internet on may 26th um it's uh i it, it's yeah i mean it's dark there's one episode of the show that was originally not broadcast and then they did end up broadcasting it um was uh, an episode where oral basically um ends up impregnating half of the town by masturbating and then going, uh, taking like a, uh, a, ba- a turkey baster and going around to all the women um, around the town and impregnating them in their sleep because he thinks that he's he's doing the work of God by like planting the seed or something oh, of a virgin. Oh, so he's a quiverful. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing is wrong. I mean, the whole thing, <laughs> this basically, the whole thing is very, very very disturbing and it gets more disturbing as it goes on um and uh but 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 ultimately oral is like the only kind of pure person in the whole thing um it's a pure of heart i assume because he's basically um i I suppose you call it some kind of rape he's a rapist he's a turkey baster rapist kind of but, but yeah. he believes it, he has a good heart he has good intentions he has great intentions i mean that's the thing it's like it's yeah <laughs> i like dark and disturbing and it's i like so i like things that make me consider my own morality and ethics and this is definitely one of those where it's like holy crap this is i mean it's dark but it's fantastic and and some of the stuff like when i'm even talking about this i'm like how did adults even air this but it's a great show and so um i'm well, glad it sounds like it's actually thought out like I, yes i think we've talked before i can't stand just really sadistic things that are just shocking for the sake of being shocking but if it's thought out if if there's a message even if it's a very you know delivered in an anti-form and i'm not talking about a parable but if there's if there's some kind of thought, if someone said, this is the way we always do it, what if it went this way? And it makes you think, I'm, t- I'm, I'm into that. I'm gonna, I, I, have, I saw an episode or two of this long ago, but I haven't. Uh, I, I didn't even know the name of it when I saw it. Just one of those random late night adult swim kind of nights. Um, yeah, I'm going to go check this out, though. Should I start with the new episode or the lost episode or should I go back first? You should go back, but I mean, you can watch the lost episode. It's not going to really ruin anything. You'll kind of get caught up to the characters fairly soon. Yeah, I'm sure they're not overly developed. They're made of clay. Yeah. I was gardening yesterday and I was using a post digger and I pulled up a whole chunk of clay and then I got bored and made a golem (laughs) and it's sitting on the 
ch- on the chair out front right now. Just because claymation made me think of my golem. I'm sorry. That was a total tangent. No, I think that totally works. I, 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 I don't know how to bring golems to life, though. I don't know what magic that is. I was trying to make Gumby, actually. And I was thinking I would do stop motion with my phone, but then like well, ground clay is really hard to make stick together. <laughs> well, that's that's the funny thing is the beginning of the show always shows um, Oral with his um, little Bible figures doing um, stop motion animation stuff with his own claymation <laughs> toys. Very meta. Very, very, very meta. <laughs> I love it. It's really good. So anyway, we're going to put that in the show notes because I don't know how long that episode will be. It's only had 4,000 views, apparently. Not a lot of people know about this, but uh, it's it, it's uh, it's pretty great. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link that for sure. Uh, do you use do you, do you use like Aperture? Um, I used to. Are you into Photos now or Photos app? Uh, I mean? not really. I've kind of had some issues with it. I'm I'm really more Lightroom, I guess. If I have to choose okay, one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I don't like Photos app because I liked I liked Aperture, and I I think I would like Lightroom even better, but I never gave it a shot. Because I'd already spent a couple hundred on Aperture. Right. Uh, but the escapers have put out a new app called Emulsion. And for people who maybe have seen the end of life uh, signs for Aperture, it, it's it's actually a really good, I think it's like $50. And I've been trying it out today. And it does almost everything that Aperture was good for. It uh, doesn't have quite the great tools for rating and rejecting, and it can't do dual monitor previews. But beyond that, for 50 bucks, it's a really good little photo organizer for people that want more than just face detection. Oh, Photos really drives solid. me nuts because I take like five pictures of the same subject at any given time, you know, and modify uh, like bracketing basically. And photos, I really don't have a way to easily and quickly sort 100 fo- photos. Hmm. Although I do think the face recognition has gotten really good. Yeah. And, and what's also, I mean, what's worth looking at is uh, Google at I.O. this week announced Google Photos. There's Apple Photos, Amazon Photos, um, Google Photos, Microsoft like Photos. Music. Everything is called freaking photos. But Google's is actually, um, I haven't used it really yet on iOS, but I played with it a little bit on the desktop and on the web. It's solid. Yeah. It's It's really solid. And I like the way they do their stuff better in a lot of ways than the way Apple is doing it. Well, and if you use their quote-unquote optimized photo size, you get unlimited storage, right? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's up to 16 megapixel and 1080p for the video. That's not bad at all. No, not at all. So, I mean, for smartphone stuff, you're fine. I mean, if you're if you're a pro photographer taking you're not you know, huge anyway. raw images, yeah, you, you have other methods. But for the average like person snapping pictures on their phone on the go, that's a really that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um no, it 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 it's a good thing for them and um yeah. I see w- w- this happened with music where like Amazon came out with a music storage and player system and then Google came out with Google Music or Google Play was originally music, right? Before the exactly. before the Android store. Yes. Um and let's see, and then Apple always had iTunes, and then there were all these services that were storing and sharing MP3s, and then, like Spotify and exactly. 
But I don't think you could really make Spotify <laughs> for personal photos. No, you can't. That'd be kind of cool, though. It just would be like, cool. Show me pictures of somebody's wedding. Show me wedding. pictures of somebody. Exactly. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. I mean, maybe eventually. But yeah, no. <laughs> we'll build a CG, you know, from people's memories. We'll just like CG photos. We'll look through your phones and we'll look through your other stuff. And we'll just create fake images that we think replicate what was probably happening in well, your Well, we life. could probably just call the NSA. Booyah. Oh, that was that was cheap. It wasn't even funny. Come on. No, it really wasn't. But, you know, it's fine. So, OK, so speaking of apps, since we're kind of in that mode, we are. Um, wh- what do you use on your phone for email? Well, I use a couple of different things. So I've been using um, MailPilot or I've been trying to use that, but it on your phone. Sh- yeah. Oh, yeah. OK. I was saying MailMate and that's um, not on the phone, but yeah. And um, there's um. I tried a couple of different ones. Usually I just end up using the standard email app, but there's a boxer I like a lot. Yeah. And um, Cloud Magic and Dispatch, I've used those a little bit. Is, I thought Cloud Magic was discontinued. Was it? I, I'm not sure. I'm, 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 I'm not 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 Hello. What the? Now the wrong mic is on. Yeah. That I forget how long it takes for a power user, quote unquote, computer to boot because of all the all the shit. Yeah, that you got. Okay, so okay, so I use on my phone um, mostly just Apple Mail. Yes. Just like you, because really, I don't know. It's there. I have I I have enjoyed the new Outlook app. Really? Yeah. Do you have to have an exchange account to do that? No. Huh. They bought another startup and then just renamed it Outlook. What startup was it? A, a Dactio or something. Huh. I, I've been, the the other app that I use is Dispatch. Have you seen that one? I have. I've used it. I like it. I, I like it because it makes it really easy for me to just flip messages over to OmniFocus tasks. But as an overall email solution, I don't prefer it. It's kind of my like on the go, just need to send something. But now with extensions, that's less of an issue. I don't know. Yeah, but there's this new one. I have, I am, um, I, I used it, I've used it over the weekend. And um, uh, Federico on uh, Mac Stories, where you're also writing, has um, uh, Accompli was the one that Microsoft bought that then turned into Outlook uh, for iOS. Um, the new Apple Watch app, actually for Outlook is really solid. It'll let you huh. do things like snooze, remind you about it later, dismiss, ignore, whatever. Like it gives you a lot more options on the Apple Watch app, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, but uh, it, it's a Riedel's app, um, Spark? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Vitici wrote one of his um, typical uh, Syracuse-esque, amazingly long reviews. Yep. It was, uh, it was very in-depth, but I didn't try Spark yet. It looks good. You know, it's cool. Um, it's not perfect. I haven't spent enough time with it to really know the ins and the outs, but I like it. It's a smart idea. But it's funny because um, you know, Cloud Magic, by the way, is still around and kicking. There oh, are all cool. these apps that are very similar that are all kind of taking on the same idea. Mailbox being kind of the the, the fundamental one that you know obviously uh, was acquired by Dropbox and um, you know Google has Inbox, but they're trying to kind of get around the idea that we all hate our email. Um, and for me. Like you, anything that can help me be actionable on stuff is better. 
I'm so bad at email on the desktop that it's hard for me to even bother. Like on mobile, most of the time, it's like means to an end. Like case in point, um, I um, I interviewed Alex Winter, the the director, um, also the actor formerly known as uh, you know uh, Bill from from Bill and Ted. Um, <laughs> he directed a really fantastic documentary called Deep Web about the Silk Road trial and uh, Bitcoin and privacy and. Uh, kind of the government and, and just lots of kind of topics. And it, it premiered on Sunday on FX. Um, and he was in New York uh, for some screenings of the film, but also for the, the Ross Ulbricht uh, verdict um, that happened uh, on Friday. We were, uh, we're recording this on a Monday. So this was over the weekend. Ulbricht was sentenced to, to life in prison, which no one was really expecting it to be that harsh. Anyway, background being... I last minute realized that I was going to have an opportunity to do a video interview with him on Saturday. And by last minute, I mean started emailing and DMing with him at 5.35 on Friday night. <laughs> wow. Um, and so <laughs> this was like perfect example of where my email strategy fails. I was out uh, with a colleague and we were eating hors d'oeuvres and drinking kava. And I'm trying to like keep up emails from um, um, Alex's people to get this thing scheduled and because my inbox is insane because I accidentally hit archive on something that I didn't mean to I'm having to open up a million different apps to find the emails so I can flag them and make sure yes I want to see what's happening yes you know in the coordinating with our video guy okay you can come in at this time okay this is where we'll meet this is what we're doing you know it's just it was the perfect reminder to me that I suck at email well email isn't like slack rooms are so popular because they alleviate all of that back and forth and accidental archiving and uh, and having to copy, knowing who to copy in on what and all of that crap. You know, my only issue with Slack at all, my only issue is the one-to-one messaging I feel like could be a little bit better because a lot of times I miss when somebody has pinged me. Like I'll see the notification on my desktop, but I won't see it a second time. It'll just kind of go by and then I won't be aware they sent me anything for a while. Like I wish that it had like a blinking indicator. That's one. Well, it has a dock icon that you can you can badge the, if you use the app. Yeah, I do use the app. I didn't know I could badge just my Yeah, you my, can you go into the notification settings for each room and you can turn on uh, dock badges. And if it's a general chat room, it'll just show up as a red circle with a white dot. But if there's a personal message a PM, it will, uh, it'll show you a number. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well that's, that's better, but I guess still it's one of those things like if your doc auto hides or whatever, like maybe you miss it anyway. My, 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 <laughs> I don't do that. My, my bigger thing though, is that, um, on, uh, the mobile version, um, even if nobody else is using it, I can't figure out a way for it to send me messages in real time like notifications if somebody mentions my name it typically is that two minutes later thing which is really annoying because if i'm i'm probably communicating with somebody like i would over text or iMessage or 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 facebook messenger or whatever and in that case i don't want to have to be in the app to see them to to see the thing i want to actually see it like as soon as it comes in i'm with a push yes i i can i can totally understand that i don't spend a lot of time in slack on my phone but I, I use text messages mostly when I'm mobile. Uh, right. Well, see, for me, because we use it at work, like we yeah. use it extensively at work, you don't have everybody's cell phone number. Right. And so, I don't have a work. So that's... Right. So, so you know, like I don't have everyone's cell phone number. And um, so it's oftentimes one of those things where I'm like, ah, damn it, like, let me see this because I'll see it two minutes later. Sometimes I, I'll even see the notification of the email with the mention before I'll see 
the the notification in the app, and that's frustrating. And I'm like, oh. you see, most most people in Slack aren't. They're not on the kind of pressure, time-sensitive pressure basis that you are. Like, I, I think two minutes for most people is probably, you know, that's a nice chance to to breathe. But when you're uh, when when a story or an interview or a, a video is relying on instant communication, Slack is probably lacking in that area. Yeah, or it's even slacking, or <laughs> or even like when you have a one-to-one -one communication thing where yeah. you're you're needing to get you know insight from somebody as soon as possible. Where like I'm I'm, I'm pinging you one-on-one -on -one the same that's, way that I would if I iMessage you. Throw your cell number into the the direct message, and then they can just tap it on their phone and text you. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Anyway, so I liked when Gmail added those tabs for uh, like promotional and uh, spam or not spam. They yeah, three, forums, three social, social, and then you're like important. Yeah, I didn't. I did because it wasn't destructive. It didn't actually move anything. It just kind of sorted. I didn't mind inbox. that. Here's what I minded. When they then did the priority inbox BS where they show you your priority inbox first, which is what they deem to be important and not your all mail folder. Move well, that's it, just move a setting though. No, it's not. You can't turn that off. You can't make all mail your default. No, you can't. Mm, no, you can't anymore, can you? No, I used you to can't. use the Gmail labs or the... the yeah, I know, me too. The multiple inbox, and me that too. worked well for that me. That worked well for me too, but no, you can't do that. It always goes to the new inbox is the priority inbox, and it's not all mail, whereas I would rather go to all mail, but no. Huh. See, I have, I have built a system of smart... It's a, it's mostly Gmail filters and then a couple of local uh, tricks on my Mac that I can't use on my phone, which is why I'm always right. looking for a new email app. Um, but on my Mac, basically, my inbox is only important messages that are unread. And once they're read, they disappear unless I do something with them. And then I have single keystrokes that will tag a message to put it into certain lists and they're all smart mailboxes. I don't actually move messages between folders. So my all mail list is everything still searchable with no like filing crap. Uh, but I can't find all the, all the new email apps have really good paradigms and they basically mimic what I want, but they don't work with the system I have set up. And that's a huge hurdle for me. It is. I mean, I think, I think this is the problem with all of them, right? Is that, because email has sucked for so long, we've all come up with our own little systems. Most people are not going to be anywhere near as um, intuitive or, or, or not intuitive, but I guess as in-depth and, and ridiculous and granular as yours, right? Ridiculous is a good word, yeah. Um, but we all have our own systems and our ways of liking to file things and, and, and label things and do things. And and this is really – and let's start with the caveat that the people who are using these apps are typically people who are not your average email user because those people are probably fine – with the traditional apps, it's the it's, it's the people who are not who use email a ton and are not getting enough out of email, and it's frustrating for them that need to have these these other solutions. The problem is is that if you need to use these other solutions, you've probably been putting together your own hacked together solution on your own, and that means that it's almost impossible to find a mobile solution that fits particularly well with what you're doing right the, the, so the solution t probably tends to be find whatever app you like the best and see if you can modify your own workflow to right. encompass its paradigm yeah well and that's what that's why i moved almost all of my filters and rules to gmail right because i can then kind of get the same 
uh, same result no matter what IMAP application I'm using when I'm mobile. Uh, this is an unpaid plug, but SaneBox is am amazingly smart. I've heard about that. And I haven't used it, but I've, it, I've but I've but I've heard great things. And and didn't they sponsor us before? I don't. I think we asked them to. I don't remember if they. Regardless, anyway, that. they it it actually it, that's one of those things that I've been like thinking about paying for. Yeah, or at least trying. I, I actually, um, if you set up an account, I'll let you put your affiliate link into the show notes because my affiliate link is already paid for my same box for the next two years. Um, and I absolutely, I would not cancel even if I had to pay for it because I absolutely love. It's super easy to train and you can like, you can forward a message to like a 15, you can just type like forward to 15 minutes at, at, uh, brettterpster.com or, you know, Sanebox and it will, uh, send it back to you in 15 minutes. You can say tomorrow and it'll put it back in your inbox unread tomorrow morning. How many emails does it support? Like how many email accounts does it support? Just one? Or you have to pay per account, but you can have multiple accounts. Uh, that's annoying because then I have to choose like, do I want to do my work one or do I want to do my other one? <laughs> <sighs> that's frustrating. Yeah. I, I think they should offer like, uh, like you pay once and get, you can have like three accounts or two accounts, but yeah. for people with multiple addresses, that is definitely. Well, especially if you've got like a work account and you've got like another thing. Right. And for me, like I have four or five different accounts, but I just funnel them all into a single account and use Gmail aliases when I forward to them. Yeah, I know. Like but yeah, it doesn't work as well if you are, uh, if you actually have to correspond from different accounts. Exactly. That's the thing. And like, and, and Google Apps is who handles my work account. And then Google Apps handles my other accounts. It just gets messy. Outlook and Postbox both have uh, like domain fencing where it can tell you if you're emailing from the wrong account. Or if you're copying in the wrong people, like from outside of a given domain, and that's kind of cool. Postbox just added that in their new version. That's that is slick. But I don't think there's any equivalent on the iPhone, unless Outlook's app can do that. Actually, I think it can. I think that it might have something like that. You need to try their app. It was a compli, and it's it's really good. I will. I will check that out. And it's free. I mean, enough that that matters. I don't mind buy like spending money on on um, good developers or anything, but. Another thing, I mean, it's, it's yet another example of Microsoft's really interesting um, strategy of trying to be better on um, mobile. Like, they just bought Wonderlist. Yeah, I was going to say, they just bought Wonderlist. That's, um, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's an interesting development because they seem to be buying um, prettier and prettier apps. Yep. Whereas before, they were buying popular, but not, in my opinion, always the best uh, front-end apps. And Wonderless is actually a really great, it's a great app. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's not the usual acquisition where it kind of gets half implemented somewhere else. No, I mean, I have a feeling they'll probably, if they'll either keep the branding the same, which I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking they will because it's built up like a, a good brand for itself, or they'll do like what they did with Outlook, where they basically kept a completely the same, um, but they called it Outlook and added some additional features and gave the team like more resources. And the app oh, has continued tweet. to get better. No, it hasn't been Tweety. Like it's been like the reverse, whatever the reverse of Tweety would be. Well, Tweety, I mean, they basically the first Twitter app after the Tweety Tweety acquisition, it was it was Tweety. Like they didn't change it. No, it, they didn't, and they kept it that way for a long time. And then they, you know, ruined then they it. decided they were going to make money on Twitter, and, and then things they had it. to change. I don't know. Actually, like 
I, I have probably five Twitter clients on my phone. Me too. I use I used to. I use twi- uh, Tweetbot and I use um, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. They're, those are the two that are on the, the front page of my yep. four-page communication. I mean, and I, I wish that I used Twitterific more because it is a great client. And I like it on the iPad and, and their Apple Watch app is really good. But um, I just – I've Twitter, got – The Twitter app is the only one that's really implemented uh, like in a smart way the – the single list of mentions, favorites, and yes, well, they're the only ones who I think have that. Um, yeah, they didn't. They closed that API. Yeah, so that's that's what that's what makes Twitter my go-to app on the iPhone, which Same. is frustrating. Same because, because I like no Tweetbot better. Do it, yeah, exactly. But but I like to see the favorites. I love that exact same thing. I like to see the favorites, the retweets. I like well, to see in that the, interactions. I like the way it conglomerates them exactly. intelligently, so you can say like this person and seventeen other people favorited this, and you don't have like seventeen notifications pop up. Yep, it's smart. I hate I hate that. I hate it when people are smart. My, I just got an email from Apple. It says my Apple Watch is going to ship in nine days. Yay! Okay, so, so you ordered an Apple Watch. Which uh, what model did you get? What's I don't remember now. It's the Sport Band one. Okay, so you got the Sport. I I feel like I got. I feel like I. How much did you spend on it? I'm. I actually don't remember. It was five hundred total. Four hundred and eighty, I think. Okay, with with tax and everything. Okay, yeah. so so you got the, the the sport with the sport band. Yeah, I guess so. The forty two millimeter sport because that starts at three ninety nine and then with tax yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. So I just I needed one because I want to. Uh, I I have iOS Admit apps. It. In development. Admit it. You're 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 going to build Mark for the for, for for the Apple Watch. Yeah, that should work well. Um, But no, I want to get into developing more for iOS, and I have some stuff in the works. And you can't release an iOS app without a watch component these days, as of like, you know, the last two weeks. But I, uh, well, not when it works. I mean, I I think it doesn't have to have it, but like when it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, I would feel dumb for most of the stuff that I want to write. It would be silly not to take advantage of the watch. So I had to have it. It's a business write-off. It's absolutely. It's okay. I can justify it. Mine's I can't a justify a, uh, like an addition, but no. I mean, well, nobody <laughs> can justify an addition, but I mean, I justified a flat-screen TV last year. The IRS was cool with it, apparently. You're like, it's a business purpose. Well, they just didn't read it. Read I told them I wrote a Roku app, which I started playing around with, but you know, you have to test on a variety of television screens. You do. You do. And the Roku app would require, like, you you need to make sure your colors are correct. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're calling ballers on HBO now. They're calling it, uh, or on HBO, they're calling it Dwayne Johnson's show. It's not Dwayne Johnson's show. I suppose it kind of is. I feel like Rob Corddry was robbed in that ad. (laughs) I like Rob. I know you do. Rob's a good good guy. He's so... um, (laughs) <laughs> what's the like someone who's just uh, he, he wears his heart on his sleeve and you can always kind of see it, the like in, uh, i don't i don't i don't want to try to explain it because i'll probably it'll probably come out wrong but we'll just leave it at, i like rob i relate to rob i i don't know him like you do but uh I, i'm a fan of his i wouldn't say i know him but I've, I've talked to him you've interviewed him on systematic before and you've hung out with him at macworld yeah you know him more than i know him Okay. He knows who you are. Fair enough. Like if you were to like reach, I'll be, hey, it's Brett Chirpster. He wouldn't be like who? He, well, he he occasionally responds to my text, but I think I I think I um, I I played out the 
new friend card. Right. To the point where now he will he'll respond to an email within a month. And that's cool. And well, then every time that he takes a long time to get back to me and say no to being back on systematic, <laughs> it, it, I then like the next week they'll announce a new movie or a new series that he's been uh you know, prepping and and uh, recording, taping, taping is the word, taping for for the last three months, and then I get it. I wouldn't answer emails then either. You're like, oh, I see. <laughs> you actually are busy. People in Hollywood work? You're like, what? <laughs> no. And he has a family, and I can't imagine acting and having a family and, like, for that first part of your career where you don't have the luxury of just doing like one blockbuster a year <laughs> that I, that's actually, it's kind of like I thought art school would be easier than computer science, but I'm always wrong about these things. <laughs> yeah. Where are we? What's going on? I don't even know. I've like lost, I lost the thread. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there was a thread, but what? Well, we got to talk we... about your shirts and then, then we got to go. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, I took the rock paper wallpaper, um, kind of designs, which I I linked a while back with the yeah, those uh, are awesome. Punkest wallpaper ever. It's now the punkest T-shirt ever, along with a few others. Um, and they are at teespring.com/store/slash/brettterpstra. I don't know why I always use Brett Terpstra, because it's horrible to spell it out. But uh, but you can find yeah, it really uh, is because it's the three T's. It's a yeah, terrible thing. What were your parents <laughs> I was, thinking? I always have to like um, like when I when I even when I write it down for people, I have to point out that there are three T's because that's so unintuitive. Who puts the th- who puts three T's in the middle of anything? I know. Like when I read your name, I have to be like B R E T T T E R P S T R A. It's ridiculous. Someone someone should be fired for that. But well. Anyway, that selection of T-shirts is available, but it's on Teespring. I shouldn't say but. It's it's on Teespring, which means that orders only get printed if you meet, in this case, a minimum of five before a, a round gets printed. So uh, you would have to order one and then make sure at least four other people order with you. That's It's not necessarily me trying to upsell people, but it helps. <laughs> Peer pressure. Peer pressure. Well, no, I mean, it looks like you've already got some some orders coming in just since you put this out. A few. Which is awesome. Um, okay, so which one should I order? I'm trying I, to look. I honestly, I wouldn't order anything but the I want to be anarchy sedated shirt in either black or white. I will be, I'll add colors soon. But that shirt, to me, honestly, is the best thing I've ever created. It's got Black Flag, the Sex Pistols, and the Ramones all referenced in a small space. So I can get the American Apparel Women's Fitted Tee. Yeah, I put a premium version up, too. If you like very soft, very nice shirts, they cost more than I would pay for a t-shirt, so I made it a separate sale. Gotcha. But it is the tri-blends are, they're super nice. Yeah, well, I only see the premium one, and then I see the $30 Women's one. Mm. I don't know what's going on. I'll take a look at it. Anyway, but yeah, no, this looks good. I wonder if I forgot to. Every time you add a t-shirt, you have to then manually add it to the storefront. I may have added campaigns that I forgot. I'll, I will check that before this episode goes out. You've already sold seven of them as I'm looking at this, so you're already you're already good. 
Yeah, except they're spread out across different styles, and each style requires five minimum. Okay, well. So, do your part. I'm doing my part now, dude. <laughs> we should make an overtired shirt, too. Or maybe we'll make Moises do it. Yeah, we should make Moises do it, I think. I think he's the one who should be responsible for this stuff. We should make an overtired shirt that doesn't say overtired. Just has something really, like, ridiculous, and then people will ask what it is. You can be like, oh, yeah, it's the overtired podcast. And you're like, oh, right. <laughs> and then people are like, what show is that? You're like, oh, you know the one you used to listen to before they had the, uh, the Tanya Harding people on. <laughs> they're probably listening no, at some not. point in the future. They're going to no. they're going to hear this. No, they're not. And that's okay if they do. They're, I, that episode was my fault. I, I have nothing more to say about it because I will just, I will dig myself a hole. You're not going to say anything. I'm just going to say that was my fault and I apologize to the unity. It was, it was I my still fault. love you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you loving me because I that was my bad. <laughs> All Look, right. Sometimes we make mistakes. And, I, I, yes. You know, it is what it is. Things sometimes happen. we make URLs that have three T's in the middle of them. Sometimes our parents name us those things. Like, what the hell, Brett's parents? Like, seriously? Well, I could have put like a middle initial in that URL. It could have been like Brett M. Terpstra. That'd be even worse, wouldn't that it? That would actually. That would. That, yes, that's the let's only... add letters to something that's already 13 letters long. It's like, that's like a tenth of your Twitter characters right there. Which is why your I have, stuff. that's why I have the uh, T-R-P-S-T-R-A dot net URL that I never use, but I should. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nice uh, shortener style thing. Yeah. Well, that's why I have C-K-Y-P dot U-S, my cookie puss URL shortener. <laughs> you mean like a cookie puss like the... Uh... Beastie Boys. Oh, Okay. I was thinking well, um, Fudgy Puss or whatever it is. Cookie I mean, Puss Beast the... Boys did it. It was uh, like a candy No, or like a no, cookie? No, it was a cake. It, it's a Carvel cake. I don't even know what that is. Like Carvel, like they make like Fudgy the Whale. Like James Carvel? No. It's like an ice cream place or something. And they make like ice cream cakes and like like Cookie Puss and Fudgy the Whale. Okay. I, just, I remember what was on the cover of the Cookie Puss EP, which I assume was a cake. But anyway, I yeah I registered that URL. It was right. Yeah, it's, after. Like, it's, it's like one of those cakes. It kind of looks like a. Um, I'm gonna. It's like it's like it has eyes and like an ice cream cone in the middle with like for for the nose. It's, yeah. 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 Okay. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Yeah, it's an ice cream cake. So anyway, that's my URL shortener. All my all the URLs I post to Twitter are pretty much cookie puss URLs. Um. Yeah, so I guess that's a show, huh? I guess that's a show, yeah. This is good stuff. So buy Brett's t-shirts um, at uh, teespring.com slash brettterpstra. And um, let us know at some email address or on Twitter. Let us know on the Twitter is what you're thinking of the show and, and whether or not you still listen to us after the Tanya Harding episode. We really actually do need to know that. What um, is the, uh, what's the uh, Twitter account? We're um, overtired. We are O-V-R-T-R... What is the Twitter <laughs> O-B-R-T-R-D. O-B-R-T-R-D. We should go. <laughs> we should go. We should get some sleep, dude. I I will uh I will go back to sleeping. Okay. Or yeah, stay awake. You know, here's what you should do. You should stay up until like it's normal bedtime. Yes. And then go to sleep. Right. And that way, like like push through the tiredness, that way you can get a normal hours of sleep, but you're not gonna like be overtired at work. Which is from home, but you know what I, mean. <laughs> I do. Alright. Well you get some sleep too. I will. I will. All right. Talk to you in a week. All right. Talk to you in a week. Bye, Brett.
Thanks again to this week's sponsors, Casper and The Shuttle. Go to casper.com slash overtired and use the offer code overtired to save $50 off your choice of Casper mattress. Terms and conditions apply. Use the link in the show notes at esn.fm slash overtired slash 40 and get $10 off your choice of shuttle that remains by using the offer code lostmyremote. Never lose your Apple TV remote again.